Hello and welcome to the Racing Men Show and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. Super Tuesdays, you know how we do. What up, Chatham? Thank you for listening to the show and thank you for following along. This is probably going to be our last installment of the Quarantining Our Thoughts series. We're preparing for a new uh, series coming up. The new one's going to be debuting next week. It's going to actually have for be a multiple week study. It's going to have my Aunt Mary Louise Page and my cousin... Dr. Michelle Knight is going to be dealing with the 23rd Psalm, but that's coming up next week where we're going to deal with where we are right now. Last installment, quarantining our thoughts. And this one is really, it's called, What Did You Say? And it's, it's a question I have for the Lord. And so often we spend our time, you know, thinking and listening. And it's so easy to hear from God when he's speaking. Well, I mean, it actually kind of sounds kind of cliche, right? You know, of course you can hear from people when, you, when they're speaking to you. But what do you, what do we do with people? What do we do with ourselves? What do we do with what God says to us when he's quiet? When he's not speaking in the same manner that we're used to him speaking in. When we're spending our time wondering, Lord, is that really what you said? Did you really mean for me to go start a church? Did you really mean for me to go start a radio show? Did you really mean for me to go, you know, talk to that person or, or this that or the other did you really mean did you, is that what you really said and there's the doubting comes in so many different ways in so many places in the bible and I, I spent some time just kind of quickly just glancing through the bible and looking for how many times the word doubt was used as the word itself and there's only it shows up as five instances where the word doubt specifically is used and two of them were from matthew and mark specifically in dealing with the same uh, instance where we're talking about if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this, like was done to the mustard seeds, and you can say to this mountain, just basically go throw yourself into the sea. So that that same scripture is told the same way in Matthew and Mark's account, and then there's three other accounts: one in Romans, one in James, and one in Jude, um, where the word doubt is used, but it it comes from our belief in God, right? That's where our doubt really gets its root in. And it's it's a lack of confidence in what we believe the Lord has said to us. And I know we we find ourselves needing cheerleaders. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read the scriptures here shortly so we don't I know for those that are taking notes and those who want to have the the the, the tasks in front of us, I want to make sure I give those and we're talking about doubt. But I want to make sure that we make the point that when I'm when I'm waiting for the Lord to remind me of what He said, when it gets scary, when it gets quiet, when I don't hear the cheerleader, the the constant, definite, okay, Lord, what did you say? When did you say? How did you say? What did you say? Did you say that for real? For real? If we're ever wondering what the Lord is saying to us and doing, especially in those great monumental, those big, big, big tasks, not just the the little small things that we think we can take care of in our own strength. I'm talking about those really big ones, like. Going out and starting a radio show, going out and starting a second radio show, um, going into a foreign country or, you know, selling all of your possessions and going to become a missionary, starting a church, going out to um, be a public speaker, going out to help people to to give until it hurts to, for some of us, even entering into relationships can be challenging if we're not, if we're not reliant and, and confident in what the Lord is telling us. For those of us who know what the Lord's voice sounds like, that's the key. We have to know 
how the Lord speaks to us. And I know on several episodes of the of the show over the years, I, I know I've talked about that a lot. About what do we, how do we know how God speaks to us? And I know I did a, I was able to take this study, and I was able to lead the study several times. It's called Experiencing God. I think it's by Henry Blackaby, I believe. If you haven't taken Experiencing God, <clears throat> excuse me, I would encourage you to take it. It's life changing. It's it's one of those few studies out there that. Definitely, it really shakes what you believe because it sets what you believe. It in the first week of the series, it asks you to go out and, you know, ask God the question: How do you speak to me? And then to take a walk with God and try your best to just settle your mind, settle your thoughts, and just kind of calm yourself. And when you start to wander and wonder what's coming next, and 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 we spend so much time asking God questions and rambling about nothing. But if we would just shut up half the time, the Lord could really get it a word in edgewise to speak to us directly, whether it be an audible voice or an impression or or something. Now, now I get it on radio shows and TV programs. We're supposed to talk because the dead air, you know, kind of gets people's attention. And it's like, oh, he's not saying anything. So I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to change stations. I'm going to go find something else to do. I'm going to go get on my phone and I'm going to go play a game and go check my social media account and blah, blah, blah. Pastor's not saying anything in church for a dramatic pause and those who want to, you know, who who have been to the the peaceful protests, who who waited those eight minutes and in a few seconds during the time that it took that gentleman to be killed. I mean, those were long moments of pregnant pauses where sometimes we just don't know what to do with our thoughts and we don't really know what to do with our time. But there's there's been longer than eight minutes, sometimes eight days, sometimes eight years till the time when we heard the Lord say something to us the first time that changed our life, to the time that we heard Him tell us something again. But it's really easy for the Lord to speak because when he speaks to us, clearly he gives us that word that we get and we get excited about it. We get that, that whole passion. We want to jump up and down. We want to shout and go run around the church. We want to go race one out to someone else and share or post it on our social media like I'm very guilty of doing. We don't spend enough time really understanding what did he just, what did you just say to me, Lord? What did you just tell me to do? If we would spend that time understanding the word, dissecting it, and then asking for a confirmation, say, Lord, okay, I know the word says I can that I can test you, put your word to the test, I can test you at your word. So case in point for me, because people are asking, well, what are you talking about, Craig? I mean, how you can't test the Lord? Well, no, 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 it, it, let's, let's make sure you get the context right. You mean, we all need to be students of the word, we need to read our word, we need to understand the context of when that is given. So I can, we can test the Lord by asking him, okay, Lord, I need a confirmation that if you want me to do this, whatever this is, I need you to do this. Okay, so in the Bible it was, Lord, if you want me to do what you said to do, then I need you to make this do on this grass, the, the morning do, you know, wet on the grass. And this lamb's wool, I'm going to lay down here. I need the lamb's wool to be dry. It's, it's going to be out here all night long too, Lord. But I just need the lamb's wool to remain dry. But I need that grass on the other side, on the part where the that wasn't covered by the lamb's wool, I need that to be wet. So the following day, and it was exactly like was asked. The lamb's wool was dry. The grass is wet. All right, that wasn't enough. Okay, okay, I, okay, okay. Lord, that was a pretty cool trick. I need, I need to know that this is exactly what you really want me to do because this is a, this is a life changing experience for me. I need you to now make the 
the wool wet and the grass dry. Yeah, and it was done just like that. So let's, let's put the scripture together for us. So this comes up in Judges chapter 6, where Gideon was told by the Lord to build an altar. But he also not wasn't told just to build an altar to the Lord God, right, of Israel. But he, the Lord also told him to tear down the altar of Baal and to cut down the Asherah pole that's beside it. And that was a big thing in that area, in that time that, you know, those were pagan gods. Those Everyone seemed to be excited about praying and sacrificing to that God and, and, and going against what the Lord told them to do. The people already knew that they were not supposed to worship any of the idols, have no other gods before our God Jehovah, but that's not what the people were doing. They allowed themselves to be double-minded, allowed themselves to be involved with other places and other things. So Gideon was a little nervous, you know, he didn't go right out and jump right away and go destroy the altar and cut the pole down. He waited till nighttime and he destroyed it, cut it down. And people, obviously, they were upset about when when we found out that it had been damaged and destroyed and people were asking what was going on and there was going to be a little bit of a battle going on. And so the Lord is basically telling Gideon that, hey, I want to deliver you deliver these people, these armies, these Midianites and the Amalekites and the other Eastern peoples into your hand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you to win this war that's coming. So we get down to, you know, Judges 6, verse 34. It allowed Gideon to really get excited and, and, and to fall under the presence of God and, and to do exactly what the Lord told him to do. And verse 36 says, Gideon says to God, okay, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have promised, look, I will place this fleece. This is the thing. He's when he's bargaining with God, right? He's, he's asking God for confirmations. Look, I know you just said that, that I can do this, that you're going to deliver these great armies because these are some pretty major armies as compared to what Gideon thought he had, right? But what people forget, what we forget is that us, meaning any one of us, plus God is the majority, because God is greater than everything. So Gideon was a little, a little phrase, like, you know, okay, Lord, if you're going to really do this, so we continue to go on again, 634. Oh, actually, sorry, go back to 636. So Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you promised, then look, I, I, I will place this wool fleece on the threshing floor, right? And if there's dew on the on the fleece only and the grounds are dry, then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you said. 38. And that's what happened. Gideon rose early the next day. He squeezed the fleece out and wrung out the dew. And it was a bowl full of water. 639 says, then Gideon said to God, okay, all right, don't be angry with me, Lord. Let me just take... Let me just make one more request. I just need to be sure. Uh, guys, I added that I just need to be sure. I'm paraphrasing. I'm, I'm making light of it. But it, says, it, it does say, allow me to test with the fleece. One more test with the fleece. But this time, make the fleece dry and the ground be covered with dew. And that night it was so. Only the fleece was dry and all the ground all was covered with dew. 
There's so often we need these examples to be reminders that, yeah, this is what the Lord really wants us to do. I asked the Lord for my own life when I was getting ready to do the framework, the Christian hip-hop show. I was like, all right, Lord, if, if this is what you want me to do, then I need three stations. I need three stations to, to pick up the show and, and to air right away. So I know this is you. can't be nobody else with you, and I'll continue to serve. WKBY, 1080 AM, this station itself, station number one. Within a week, not even a week, a few days of playing the first episode here on this station and then playing that same episode on social media, on the internet, got a contact from a friend who owns San Diego Gospel Radio.com. He says, Craig, I need to have your, I'm inviting you to have your show, the framework on San Diego Gospel. Let's go from there. I was like, okay, God, that's two. All right, I got a little excited. And like this, you know, church folks say, I want to, I want to shout on the two, but that, that wasn't what the confirmation was. The confirmation, the request was for three. It wasn't even a day later. I believe these three, the third station came within three days of the original request. Got a call for, and a text. Actually, I got a text back from the general manager at at one hundred two point five, the Vine FM. Out of Marietta, California, with an opportunity for the framework to also be on that station. That was the that was the third one. So, you would think the Lord doesn't have to speak anymore about whether or not this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's that show. But as a normal human, we get a little nervous sometimes and we continue to wonder and like, Lord, okay, really, am I supposed to be doing this? This is a big undertaking. This is. This is another radio program. This is something else I've got to create. This is this is a foreign territory. But the Lord already spoke. He already sent his power out. We, he said to do X. So we shouldn't ask and I shouldn't question and ask him why. Because he's already said. He's already sent his power in motion. And if we make the sincere request and don't doubt, then He'll give us the desires of his heart. He'll, he'll allow his oil to flow. He'll, he'll allow his power to flow through. So all we have to do is remember what he said. And if we ever have to wonder, okay, Lord, what, what did you say? I, I can't get outside of what you said. You, you said to, to, to do the radio station or, or to do the, the show and whatever else you said to do. You, you're specific in what you did. I, I, I need to sometimes write down what you said so I don't have to forget. I don't want to be so egocentric. And maybe I maybe I'm too nervous, and I be, and I don't write down what the Lord says, so I can easily forget and, and chalk it up to well, Lord, you didn't. I don't remember what you said, so you didn't write it on any stone tablets for me like you did the Ten Commandments. So I, I don't know what you said. But what the Lord gives us the tools. Put it in your phone in your notes section. Write it down if you need to. Put it on a piece of paper. Put it in your in your wallet. Something so that you understand that when the Lord gives you an instruction to go do, we don't just shout on the fact that He gave us and He spoke to us, but He gave us very specific instructions for such a time as this to go, go get things done. So that's where I am. That's where we are. Tuesdays come around. This is the time we share together and and give and go. All right, I know the music's playing. We're going to be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Raising Men Show. I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. We'll be right back. Who you hire as your realtor matters. You need a realtor who looks out for your best interests and not their own. 
Marie Clark with Allison James Estates is a full-time realtor, specializing in helping first-time homebuyers in Temecula and the surrounding areas. She is also a ministry leader. Today, why don't you choose Marie Clark to buy or sell your next home? Please call 951-265-6259. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yobo, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restore It Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. And we're right back in the, into the Raising Men Show, and I'm glad you're still listening. And so we're talking about the topic of what what'd you say? And, we're, and it's directed towards God. And sometimes we're wondering what God said to us. We're wondering what we're supposed to be doing, wondering what's coming next, and wondering, God, have you left us out here all alone? Have you, do you not care about your people that we perish? And that's, I rem, if I'm reminding of that in, in the story of the children of Israel as they were coming out of captivity and they were looking on their way to the promised land, that, that 40 year journey when it should have only taken you know, several days to go those few miles. and But yet they walked around the, the blessing. They walked around the blessing. And some of us have been doing the same thing. I personally am, you know, 51 years old. I think I've been walking around my blessing for a long time. And I'm just now coming to the point where I'm able to do what I've wanted to do all my life at 51. Can you imagine if we would just be faithful and believe and don't doubt that we could really speak to that mountain, not just ask the mountain, oh, excuse me, Mr. Mountain, can you please, if you don't mind, can you get up and go jump in the sea? I really, if you don't mind, I really, I really would, be, it would really be cool, you know, if you, if you know, if, you, if the Lord says, if I believed, you would, you would just kind of go get up in the, into the sea and you would, you would just go, you would just go get in there. The Lord said, if you have faith, the size of a mustard seed, and we talk about mustard seed faith, and we, we speak about those things, and we, we want to shout on the, on the mustard seed's faith, but we don't ever want to possess it on a regular basis. Mustard seed is tiny, but it produces one of the largest trees in all, I don't want to say the jungle, and not really much of a jungle anymore, but it's, it's one of the largest trees in the world. When it's allowed to, to grow to full size the example there is if we would just take the small thing just be faithful over the little Peter was told come out and follow me come to me when Jesus was walking from the shore on the water to join the disciples on the boat at night, the disciples looked and said, that looks like it's a man out on the water. <clears throat> P- 
Peter was one of the outspoken ones. And oh, I'm gonna speak up. I, I got this. You know, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you guys how it was done. Jesus, if that's you, bid me come. You know, have me come out to you. If that's you, you, you tell me to come out to you. That's how I know. That was his test. Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come out there because I know if that's you and you tell me to come out, I can stand on the wall. I can walk to you like you're walking to me. He <clears throat> says, all right, come on. And he stood on the water. I love that story. Peter's one of my favorite characters in the, in the Bible for certain seasons of my life. The Bible doesn't say how long Peter stood on that water. It doesn't say if he how far he walked out. It didn't say if he was able to get to Jesus or Jesus were able to get to him <clears throat> initially. It just said Peter climbed out climbed out, out of the boat and he walked on the water. So to me, that's enough for me. One step, two step, 50 step, two, one, two step, whatever it was. The Bible said, he stood upon the water and he walked. But then, it, but I know then it talks about how then the winds began to come up and Peter began to look around and he took his eye off of God and then he fell and he sunk below the water. But as we go, so often we want to just condemn Peter for his lack of faith. Oh man, if that had been me, but that is us so often. Coming out here every Tuesday? Some people think, oh yeah, this dude just talks 58 minutes or whatever it is, plus or minus commercials, and can just do all this all day long and talk. There's a war inside of my mind and body every day when I have to record for this show because I'm thinking, this, do people really want to hear this? Should I just shut it down? No one's listening. No one cares. Do I care? Is it really worth it? God, I mean... All right, do you really want me to do that? But all week long, Lord's given me words here or there that I know he wants to release. I, don't, I can't release a word that he's given me for this or for anything else he's giving on a Christian hip-hop show. You don't, you don't bring a sermon in this type of format on a Christian hip-hop program. You release the word in a different way. You use a different method from God to, to release that message from God. So this particular method that the Lord has given me in a, in a straight just talking form allows me to release the message from God that he's given, whether I'm afraid or not. But I've got to be able to have no doubt and be able to cast those cares of fear that I have on him because he cares for me. He knows that I'm afraid. He knows that I'm, I have my issues with insecurity. He knows that so many times your pastors and the great people who are orators and speakers of the word of the gospel, they struggle with that thought in fear, wondering if anybody cares. I've asked Pastor Larry several times before when I was on WKBY years ago. You ever hear anything, any feedback? Anybody say anything about the show or anything? Nah, man, Craig, I don't hear nothing. But that doesn't mean we don't do it. He said, I don't hear anything about the other programs that we run. But that doesn't mean we don't do it. You have to continue to do what the Lord tells you to do. I have to continue to do what the Lord tells me to do. We have got to continue to do what the Lord has told us already to do. Because when he has spoken to us, when he released his power on us, when he's breathed his breath in our, in our direction, we've got to keep it moving. He'll tell us when we 
are supposed to stop. We'll know when we get there and when we when he tells us to stop and go some the other way, he'll close the other doors and no, he'll he'll make it painfully clear that nope, this is it. This is this particular blessing has run its course. I, I spoke my power out to have this amount of time and for it to do this in this season. And when that season's up, it's up. But until he tells you that it's up, you can't just zip it up yourself. Now I, now, I get it. We do have power. We have the mind of Christ. And we, we can choose to use our power. And we can shorten some of the, well, how do we say it this way? We can choose to not get all of the blessings that the Lord has put before us in a certain season from a certain thing. Where it says that the Lord will throw open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that's too numerous for us to count. That's pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And the, and the analogy back in this time is there was talking about wheat being the blessing, being the vessel that the, that the blessing was coming in, the form or the method that the blessings were coming in. And this example was wheat, right? So as the person, just imagine she was standing in the wheat floor and all this wheat's pouring down and you're trying to, it's trying to pour in this bag or you're trying to capture it in a burlap sack, a bag that's trying to keep the bugs out of you. It's a bag that's somewhat flexible to allow the wheat grains to get down into that bag. But at a certain point, the, the, the grains are still just pouring just readily and just flowing endlessly into this bag but the bag is beginning to fill up so sometimes you got to shake that bag you know up and kind of settle that the air and the space between kernels down and you got to press that wheat down because it's 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 got a size and a dimension to it but it's some it's hollow and you can smash it you can press it down and make the wheat smaller and make kind of fit more into that bag and right there, if the, while the wheat is still pouring you're trying to like maybe use your foot or use both hands and press that wheat down in that bag and then you grab the stack the bag by the edges again and you're trying to pull it up you kind of shake it a little bit to get that bag to kind of unloose itself from the rest of that wheat that you just pressed down and now you're shaking it together and the we is the blessing is still flowing and then you're going to get to a point with you can't press it down and shake it together anymore because it's running over the bag and i and i get it and i've heard that 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 message preached by so many great men of god and women of god and people are just by this point by the time we're saying i'm hearing that i'm I'm watching people just shout and fall out and get slain in the spirit. They just want to shout on this, the word of the press down, shaking together and running over. But because of, but if you really, really get down to what's being said is that the Lord's not stopping the blessing. The, the, the scripture doesn't even say that he would close the window. Oh my God, are we really paying attention to the word of God? If we really rightly divide it, if we really pay attention to what the Lord said, he, the Lord doesn't say I'm going to close the window. Oh. My God, he said, I will throw open. Don't mean he's going to take his time and doesn't mean he's going to have any issue getting that window, you know, unstuck. So I will throw open the windows of heaven and I will pour out a blessing. So we don't know when it's going to stop. Some of us would get tired of bagging it. Oh, because that means some of us get tired of a good thing and we walk away from it. You remember a time that you've walked away from a blessing that God has been given because you're tired of a good thing? That's what the word also says, don't grow weary in doing well. Yeah, it also says because in due time you reap a harvest. Some of us have had some really, really awesome things going on in our life. Radio programs. Small groups. Churches. Families, marriages, children, jobs, businesses, 
that were doing exactly what the Lord wanted it to do, but we got tired of it. We wanted the more, and then the Lord hadn't spoke more. We have to listen. Do we know? Like and I, I spoke initially about the experiencing God study. When we have to know what the word of God, what, what the voice of the Lord sounds like to us, not to your pastor, not to your wife, not to your girlfriend, or flip it around if you're a woman, not to your boyfriend, not to your husband. You have to know what the word of the voice of the Lord sounds like to you. How does he speak to you? How does he speak to me? How, do we, how does he speak to us? Images? Audible tones? Impressions, feelings, smells, songs, confirmation through other people. I have a friend who's a great mentor, a writing mentor of mine. <clears throat> she always posts and says, you know, the Lord sends me foil balloons. I just laugh. It's like, come on, man. There's somebody, ain't no way the Lord sends you to foil balloons all the time. But she posts on her social media quite often when she's out for a walk and the foil balloon has showed up. I turned 51 just a few weeks ago. One of the worst weeks of my life prior to my birthday, I was feeling some kind of way. I was letting the enemy beat me up. I let the enemy just, just get all nasty into myself and I was just feeling some kind of way. And I look out in my backyard the day before my birthday and there was this foil balloon that I kind of landed and was hovering in my backyard behind this little dog run fence that we never use. Protect it. It was a happy birthday balloon. And I thought, wow, God, I mean, seriously? That had never happened to me before in my life. But the Lord knew that's what I needed at that moment. He, needed the, he knew that I needed something real tangible. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we get back from break. You're listening to The Raising Men Show, and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. What did you say? That's the topic for today. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202 or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo on WKBY 1080 AM. And we're back. I think this is going to be our final segment of the day. Um, I know it's only three. I get it when, and trust me, we're not going to finish early. We'll put something extra special on the back end for the fourth segment, but I believe this is where the Lord wants us to stop this thought because we don't need to keep beating this dead horse. 
we need to spend some time. So I challenge you. If you don't know what the voice of the Lord sounds like to you, to you, I encourage you to go take a walk. Being transparent, I I, I kind of struggle with where to walk, how to walk, and being safe. Not I don't know how to walk. Thank God, bless God, I have two legs and they're they're working. I may be sore from time to time, but bless God, I I pray to be healed from that as well. But I'm able to walk and move. But go out and hear from God. Ask him, Lord, how do you speak to me? And walk. Now, sometimes I know some of us are concerned about the walk. I'm just a little concerned today. I'm like, I'm wondering, what would I find on my walk today? Wonder what it would be like. Wasn't sure. I, I don't usually put myself out in that kind of area by myself. Yeah, I'd be, be 6'3", 250. I'm losing weight, don't laugh, I'm losing my weight. But I had had a couple issues, I wondered what and how I would be perceived out there walking in my neighborhood. So I didn't walk, I refused to walk by myself, but today I had a friend that was on the phone with me, and we talked. I felt a lot more comfortable, my thought was, well if anything happens, you know, there's at least someone on the phone, there's... I mean, I'm not quite sure how they could really help. I mean, other than call 911 and say, well, we believe he was over on this street last seen. You know, maybe he'd be two sets of police cars coming, right? If that was the case. But anyway, laughing. So, on this particular day, the Lord knew what I needed. The Lord knew that I was feeling some kind of way. I was a little nervous about what I would find on my street. So I walked. And as I was talking, I remember just being shocked. Got to a house, had written on the window, Black Lives Matter. I was like, wow. I know when I say that, I know there's some other people who would hear that. Like, oh, yeah, all lives matter. That's true. All lives do matter because we're all children of God. We spoke about that the last two weeks. We've, had, we've played last week's episode twice for the effect of our response. I get it. We're all children of the Most High God, but there seems to be a point where my life and other black lives really don't seem to matter a whole heck of a lot to some people. At the same house where this car was, the poster says support black people, read books by black authors, support um, black-owned businesses. It's also pay black people. Support uh, black artists. I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Wasn't expecting that on my walk. It also says, you know, that there's some other things we need to do to educate ourselves. The Lord knew that's what I needed while I was out there. I'm also walking, a lot of people were smiling and waving and speaking in the morning. The Lord knew I needed that as well. Yeah, I, I did speak as well. You know, I didn't walk with my head down and avoiding people. I'm prone to do that because I, because I, I don't want. I, I know what I think I'm going to get out there, and in some cases I am speaking that into existence. But I'm also trying to be wise as a serpent. But today the Lord knew. No, you need to speak. Have a pleasant face. I listen to the voice of the Lord. So as you're out there taking your walk, ask the Lord, how does He speak to you? And try to, co- you know, quiet your mind. 
a lot of speaking. He'll give you this impression of, hmm, I think this is this is a different kind of a thought I have. Lord, what did you say? Say it again. Do it again. Go for another walk on another day. Ask the Lord, okay, this, if this is how you speak to me, Lord, I think this is what it was. I need you to confirm that. Do it again. You know, we don't need to ask him to do it no 14, 18, 19, 20 times. <clears throat> he only needs to speak once. It's a good thing I'm not God because I'd be like, look, I'm not going to, how many times I got to repeat myself? I've already told you this and then you asked me to confirm it twice. So I've told you now three times. I'm not going to tell you no more. That's if I was God. Obviously. God, you know, he gives us with grace. He understands that we're unsure of ourselves in so many cases. And I thank the Lord for that. Because if we didn't, if he didn't show us grace and mercy, where would we be? Some of us have left the things that the Lord has said quiet and dormant. <clears throat> and that's tough because when you really look at what the Lord has given us, saying to us, doing for us, it's so easy to think, Lord, I've left some great things behind. I things I wanted to do, I, I feel regret. I, I feel like I'm missing out on something. I feel remorse. Man, I feel sad for myself. I feel some kind of way. I feel depressed because I wanted to do this and I and I chose not to and I, I, I decided to take the easy way out, but I'm still stuck. I was listening to one of uh, my eighth grader, Evan. He had his promotion and the school created a video and one of the teachers said something I thought it was just so awesome. The teacher said, embarrassment lasts like an hour. So we do certain things, we can kind of have our you know, feelings hurt and be really embarrassed about what something somebody said or maybe we fell or did something that wasn't very flattering. I'm going to clear my throat on the radio, on international radio, and that's probably not a good thing, but I have a tendency to talk fast and I get that from my mom and it's not always flattering when you know, I talk super fast. I really force myself to quiet down. Sometimes I stutter. Not very flattering. Sometimes I forget what the words I wanted to say and use the wrong word. And sometimes I have to stop the recording and go back and that's not very flattering. Sometimes I have to stop and look at the scripture and read it right. And sometimes I stumble over my words and that's not too cool. But you know what? As the teacher said, it, embarrassment lasts about an hour. But regret lasts a lifetime. And I was like, whoa, that's like, that hit me. That hit me right there. It, that, was, that was everything. It was worth the fact that I'd watched a promotionary ceremony on video, watching a bunch of kids that I didn't even know, waiting for my kid's face to come up. After some of my son, I actually managed to stay on long enough to watch this one segment. And I'm so thankful that I did because the, God, the Lord knew what I needed. He knew that I needed that one piece. He knew that, that you needed that one piece to know that embarrassment lasts like an hour. But regret lasts a lifetime. How many of us have regret about something that we did or didn't do in our life? But I'm so thankful that the Lord has given 
grace upon our life because when there's things that we haven't done that we know that we should do, he's still holding that meal for us. Previewing into what's coming up for the study we're writing on the 23rd Psalm, it's called Dinner is Served. And it's a study in the 23rd Psalm and we're going to be dealing a lot, really, really dealing and unpacking 23 and 5 when it says that the Lord prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. There was an opportunity I know I had a year ago, almost, it was over a year ago now, to do the same thing I'm doing right now with the with the framework, Christian Hip Hop. I was asked by another radio station a year ago to do it. And I allowed myself to have let the perils and woes of life wonder where my parent, my, where my kids and I were going to have to live and move because we were at lost the place where we were staying. The owner wanted the house back. I, I, I lost it from that way. I didn't know like I stopped paying. It's just he was going to move his family back in. He wouldn't let us rent there anymore. So I had to go find a new place. Now I wonder, okay, now what? This is two people now coming on three different places in three consecutive years. And what are we going to do? I know I'm tired of moving. I know my kids are tired of moving. How am I going to tell them? And where are we going to go? And I was feeling some kind of way. So I, could, I chose not to do the Christian hip-hop show a year ago. But God is so gracious that he allowed the same opportunity to come back one year later. Or less than, technically less than a year later. He does the same for us. That meal that he prepares at that table, and in the, in the, in the scripture, in the, in, the, in the background, it talks about that's a king's table a banquet table, a celebratory party table where the king invites you. Man. So, the Lord is preparing a table before us individually, for for us, before us. And it's not like we had to go and find it. Not like we had to go backtrack and go get it. It's not like we had to turn to the left or the right. He prepares a table before us, which means he already knew where we were going, he stopped. That he it was a spot where he knew, he knew that we were going to be right here at this right time of our life, and nothing would be lost, nothing would be wasted, nothing would be ever given over to chance. But when you finally got ready to give all of your cares to Him, and when we finally got ready to be faithful enough and to be just to be confident enough in who the Lord was in our life for this particular situation, there's the table He prepared for us in time, at that time, at the right time, so nothing was lost in the presence of our enemies. Now, okay, some of us want to shout on just that one fact there, so hold on, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because we're going to deal with the fact that, again, we're going to, this is just a preview of what we're going to do next week, so we're not going to give it to you all right now, but just understand when he prepares that table for you in the presence of your enemies, I was wondering, okay, Lord, you know, are my enemies eating with me at the table with me? Are they, I, I don't have to share my meal with them? Am I looking at them, you know? Can I say, can you, can you pass the great poop on? Can you pass that? Can I, can you give me? No. The Lord prepares a table before me. Not them. In the presence of, not at the table with, not dining with my enemies. In the presence of. Means the Lord's going to bless you in public. The Lord speaks about that as well. So we need to understand as we're going through, Lord, what did you say? 
how can I get to the spot quicker? How can I make sure that my 40-year journey isn't 40 years, four days, 40 days, 40 nights? Okay, I need to get to where you need me to go, Lord. I, I need to understand what you just said to me right now because I need to be able to do it right now. I know we're not going to always get everything served up to us hot. Sometimes those meals are going to be cold. Sometimes those meals are going to be frozen. Sometimes those meals are going to be bitter. Because we need to understand what you're giving us. We need to take the response and be excited about what you're giving us. The small things. Sometimes those meals are going to be barren on those plates. For the moment then that they can be overflowing and in excess, the Lord needs to let remind us and show us how can we learn to be living in excess and how can we learn to live without so it says how i've learned to be to live abased and i've learned to live abound meaning i've learned to live with much and i've learned to live with little we need to understand lord what did you say so i understand where you're taking me so when i get there i'll know I can hear you. I, I, I'm going there so I don't shut it down too early so that I don't walk away from the open windows of heaven. Lord, I know sometimes you got multiple windows of heaven that are open for me that are pouring out blessings. So maybe I go to that window and pick up some more grace here. Maybe I go to this window and pick up some more financial blessing over here to some investment in my business. Or maybe I go oh, stand over here and get the, the new love for my life. But you're standing under that window and sometimes the window's pouring out multiple things at the same time. All right, you're listening to The Raising Men Show, and I'll be right back with something different. Hey, everyone. My name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727. So we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202 or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKVY 1080 AM. Can I said that the last segment, I'm glad you stayed with us. Again, this is The Raising Men Show. I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. The Lord just wants me to again play another, play some music because this was kind of a heavy, heavy segment. Sometimes, sometimes I, when I talk to my aunt Louise, or I call her, she's like, you know, boy, you don't ever come with some lightweight questions. You're always, you, you, you like to bring weight with you. You like to bring the questions that make you think about it. So today, that's all of the thinking that I want you to do is just to go back, spend the time, ask the Lord, how does he speak to you? And have asked the Lord to confirm it. So you know, so you don't have any, so you don't have any way to say that, no, that wasn't you, God, that was you. I knew it was you because I know I've spent some time with you. I was quiet. You said you spoke to him. You showed me you spoke to me this way and, and it was that way. And I wanted to make sure that was confirmation, Lord. And, and I asked you when you when you said we we're going to do X, Y, and Z, that, that, that you did it. I need this as the confirmation that only that only something that you can do. 
And I ask you from a sincere heart, from a place of true, true peace. No doubt. No fear. And when I have those fear moments, God, I give it to you. So, Lord, forgive my unbelief. Because it does talk in, when it talks about doubt, let me pull that scripture up. It talks even in Jude 1.22, it says, be merciful to those who doubt. Because there's some moments when I don't know when the Lord is taking me. There's some moments when I don't hear from God because he hasn't spoken to me on this topic in so long. I'm beginning to doubt and wonder, am I really supposed to be doing this? Am I really supposed to be doing this business? It was it was shut down during COVID. I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do. I can't make my house note. I'm not sure. Lord, are we supposed to still keep this house? You know, God, am I supposed still supposed to be married to this this woman or is it what am I supposed to be dating this person still because I, I haven't heard from you speak to me on that topic Lord, who do I how do I date next now that my wife is gone and, and what do I do now that this situation has changed what do I do with these children God I haven't heard you speak on that topic in a long time but you did tell me that a long time ago was X Y or Z you told me to love them you told me to do this you told me to keep it moving I have to keep doing what you told me the last time so those are the things the Lord wants us to do. It's the same thing that we did when he told us the first time. And when it's time to change, the Lord, the Lord will speak that change into our life and we'll know. We'll know. Beyond a shadow of knowing that without any doubt included, we'll know. The scriptures, I want to make sure I gave the scriptures uh, that talked about doubt. Matthew 21 and Matthew, Matthew 21, 21, Mark eleven twenty three. They both say the same basic things. I'm not going to read them. I'm not going to read them individually. I'll read the one. So we'll read Matthew 21, 21. Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, which was cursed and, you know, no more fruit was allowed to come through it, but also you can say to this mountain, Go. Throw yourself into the sea. And that go is a command. He gave it instruction. Sit power forth. Go. Throw yourself in the sea and it will be done. Romans 11, sorry, Romans 14, 23 says, But whoever has doubt is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith, and everything that he does come, does not come from faith is sin. Like, man, I, I want everything I do to come from a point of faith. I don't want it to come from a point of sin. That's putting curses on my kids. That's putting curses on me. I don't, I don't need any more curses put on my life. Thank you very much. People put that on my life from years ago in my bloodline that I'm still praying that it's cut off. James 1.6 But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like the wave of, a sea, of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. It's like what Peter was doing. He doubted. It, it, after he got on the water, of course, he doubted. But the Lord caught him still. But we start to wonder and waver. Is this what we're supposed to be doing? And we kind of feel like we're all over the place and feeling some kind of way about what we were doing when the Lord told us to do. When we were excited, we were just shouting. When we were all snotting in church, laid out and slain in the spirit about doing whatever. Now we don't want to, we wonder if we're even in the right place, on the right planet, let alone doing what the Lord told us to do. Last one is be merciful to those who doubt. But that's it. That's all it is. 
The, the sick part about God is that he's simple. He will tell you what to do. He'll stay, He'll do his part. He just wants us to do our part. We make it difficult. We don't need to make it difficult. It's, it's hard enough on ourselves to get through the day. We don't need to make it any more difficult. Just leave it. The Lord said X. Don't ask why. Don't try to figure him out. Just believe. And when you have your death, Lord, forgive my unbelief. I just I just need a confirmation right here. I know you told me to do this. Okay, Wusa, I need to breathe. Okay, I'm going to breathe, Lord. God, you told me to do this. Okay, I'm going to leave it right here. I'm going to leave it in your hands. I'm going to cast my cares on you because you care for me. I'm going to not let the enemy talk to me. I'm going to resist the enemy and he's going to flee for a season. Because I, I get stuck on that one too. Yeah, I know. I get stuck on that too. Where this says, I used to think that it says resist the enemy and he'll flee. I'm like he'll never come back. <laughs> we have to read our scripture. We've got to be able to rightly divide the word of God. It says he'll flee for a season. He'll be gone for a moment. We don't know how long that season is. Be a day, could be a two days. I keep thinking, Lord, let him stay for 20 years, 30 years, let him stay away, Lord, don't let him come back. Well, it's not what it's all about. We have to be have to be honest with God. Gotta have faith and not doubt. All right, I think I used up all the extra time. I'll play a little bit of music on the way out. Again, this is what you're gonna hear right now. When a um Here's some music from the framework. Um, this is a Christian hip hop show that I have. It's on this station here. It's on midnight Eastern time right here on WKBY 1080 AM. And you also can catch it on our podcast. Catch us on social media, on the framework, on social social media, on Instagram and Facebook. I hope you enjoy it. going to play just a little bit of it as we close the show. I'm sorry I talked a little bit more than I wanted to. I wanted to give you a full, you know, 12-minute segment, but this would be enough to give just a little sampler, just a little teaser of what you can hear from the framework, the other show that we have, the Lord's blessings with, Lord, I thank you for it. And then on the way out, Lord, I, I ask you to continue to bless those who are listening, those who want to hear from you, those who are wondering from you, God, is that this, if this is still what we're supposed to be doing, God, are you sure this is what you want me to do? For those who are wondering what they're supposed to be doing, God, I ask you to bless them. Confirm to them, Lord God, make their dew wet and their threshing floor dry. Then, then confirm it again for them, let the flesh threshing floor dry and the dew wet. So they understand that this is nothing for, nothing but you, God, that's speaking to them clearly. And Lord, I, I just ask that you continue to bless them with peace, with the healing that they need in their minds and in their thought life. That they would be able to do exactly what you'd have them do. That we would be able to do exactly what we are supposed to do. And when we have those moments when we doubt... Those moments when we're afraid, God, that we remember what you said. So when we ask you, Lord, what'd you say? He just comes right back to mind. That, that we even write it down in our journal or put it in our phone, in our phone journal, electronic. And then we, then we look at it, electronic spots, and where would it, wherever it is, God, that we look and we read it and go, okay, that's what you said. Okay, Lord, if you said anything else on this word, am I supposed to change this direction? Okay, no. Fasting and prayer, no. Okay, then, then we keep going. And we keep it moving. In Jesus' name, amen. Not much music to play, but give me a little something.
I be hearing what you're saying, having conversation. All this talking ain't gonna get you to no elevation. I'ma get the people ready for the celebration. Go ahead, go ahead. Put your head right now. Smell blood in the water, bite down. Go ahead, you don't really need permission. We ain't really gotta cool it. I ain't gotta know what this and if it's meant for me, I got it. I don't leave a superstition. Got a bird's eye view, but he got the superstition. lazy, my people raise me. If I need it, then I got it. Getting worried crazy. Earthways up in Cali, I'm the one that caused that. Forward motion, I won't pause that to take a call back. Make room, pushing balls back, I got the ball back. I've been waiting for this moment. Working, I've been praying, I've been patient, I've been focused, I've been at it like an addict. Now I'm breaking something open, think I'll stop it. It's the opposite, I'll take it and behold it. Got the God given ability to move. But you're using every opportunity to snooze. Tell procrastination that it's time to cut you loose because you finally find your calling. Now you lazing up your shoes and now you gotta tell them. WKBY 1080 AM. We keep blessing you.